0: All right, so I have this as week 13 of Snap Tackle Pod here in 2020. Yes, it is. Is that right? Lucky 13. Lucky that's
1: 13. awesome. Week
0: 13 of our uh, little podcast for high school football in uh, the Kansas City metro area. I'm Mick Schaefer of 41 Action News. That's Dion Clisso of Preps KC. We're there. We're at the, the kind of the, the final home stretch here, Dion, of a, of a season that's been wild and crazy. But in a lot of a lot of ways, it's been business as, uh, as usual for some, a lot of these high school kids.
1: Yeah, with the exception of uh, a couple schools that uh, unfortunately had to COVID out in their playoff run, most notably Odessa and probably Rockhurst, uh, you know, teams that, you know, usually go deep. It's been pretty par for the course. Uh, a lot of the teams I think we thought we'd see or have seen in these spots the last few years, uh, especially, um, you know, a, a team, you know, you look at the, the 5A and, and, you know, on the Kansas side and you've got Aquinas and Mill Valley for the sixth straight year in the playoffs. I think it's five, year, five five out of six on the uh it's in the semis one right. in the quarters yeah so yeah. yeah it's a it's a lot of the same team so it's definitely it's definitely a, a situation where you're, you're getting a lot of the same people so all right let's talk about uh on let's
0: start on missouri's side of the state line and let's do class six here yeah uh, we'll start with what happened last week you have uh, a liberty north team that lost to Liberty early on and they come back and they, uh, get some revenge in the, uh, in the, uh, quarterfinal game last week.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, had some mistakes too. They turned it over a couple times and, um, and still got that win and, and just really kind of powered past in the second half, just their defense is just good. I mean, they only gave up 10 points again. I mean, they've been not giving up a lot of points and they run the ball really well. And, um, special teams are always solid under uh, Greg Jones and his staff and, and, They've been playing the best football for the the biggest stretch of time as anybody in class six on the Missouri side. I mean, they've won nine straight, but really the last month and a half, six weeks or so they've been, they've been just dominant. And then Ray Peck beats a Knicks, a team that's pretty good. um, Well coached. Well, very well coached. um, And in fact, they, they pulled all kinds of trick plays and, you know, you know, think about Rose bowl, right. in the super bowl. They had a, had a play where they had three, like H backs basically lined up behind the right-hand side of the, of the play and you figure they're just going to single wing it to the quarterback and run six on four on that side and score. They brought one of those guys the other way. And he walked in for the the, the score and ray uh, Ray pack coach, Sean Martin said, he said, they, he goes, they had all kinds of stuff already on film that they were ready for. And they didn't run any of those. They ran a bunch of new trick plays. He goes, and they executed them all. He goes, he goes, hats off to that team, those kids and those coaches, because they were, they came up ready, had a good game plan. And, and Ray Pack had to fight, get an 18 to 15 win. So. Yeah, no, these two teams played in the quarterfinals or the district championship game last year. Uh, they're back in the uh, semifinals this year. Winner goes on to Jeff City next Saturday. And uh, I think they've been the two best teams pretty much. You know, Liberty was really good there for a long stretch, but really in the last month and a half, the two best teams really in Class 6 on the Missouri side.
0: I yeah, say the last loss yeah. for Liberty North was against Raymond Peculiar in yeah. Week 2. They started off with losses to Liberty and Ray Peck. Can the uh, the Eagles do back-to-back wins against the two here?
1: It'll be interesting. You know, it's at their place on Saturday afternoon. Um, weather looks good. You know, they're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to get something out of their passing game. They're not a huge passing team. They don't really throw up much at all last week. Uh, they're going to have to do enough just to keep Ray Peck honest because their front seven is pretty good, uh, and they're tough stuff in the run. They did a good job against Nixon last week uh, doing that and holding them down. So, no, it's, it's going to be a tough, grinded-out battle. You know, the first one was a shootout. Um, last year in the playoff game, I think it was 21-17, real tough defensive game just good football. I, I think the way they're both playing right now, I'd lean towards the playoff score from last year. Um, you know, weather sometimes dictates that, you know, it's a little colder, a little windier as we've seen today, it, as we record this on Wednesday, it's just a tad windy outside yeah, uh, with 50 nice. mile an hour. <laughs> and I think it's supposed to somewhat continue maybe to the weekend. So uh, we'll see what happens there, but I, I think it's, I think it's going to be a tough, hard, hard fought game. I would, I'm going to give a lean to Liberty North cause they they're, they're they aren't really letting teams become a part of games, and, and Ray Peck has, has had some close ones at this point. Yeah, absolutely. All right, down in Class Five in
0: Missouri, it's Platte County uh, taking on Grain Valley. Two teams that kind of cruised uh, to the quarterfinals in Class Five. They're matching up for the first time this year. Who do you give the edge
1: for, uh, edge to in that one? Well, you know, it's a rematch of a quarterfinal in Class Four last year the Platte County won. Uh, they played twice last year, so they, they're really pretty familiar with each other. And uh, talk Coach roots. and I've talked to him over the weekend, and. He's like, you know, I, no disrespect to anybody we played. He goes, we were about three weeks in the season. We saw what Green Valley was doing. We saw what we were doing. We were kind of like, there's a possibility we're going to see them again. Uh, really, both teams playing outstanding. Um, they've they they have not missed a beat going up to Class Five, uh, and they've they've kind of shown that um, they can they can hang there and, and and play just fine. And coming off big wins, and um, Platte County got a 33-13 win over uh, Staley last week. And then Grain Valley, 42-7 to of a Raytown team that had beaten them by a touchdown about three weeks ago. So really playing well. They both got good quarterbacks, Chris Runke at Platt County and Cole Keller at Grain Valley. And, and good defenses, experienced teams, good coaching staffs. You know, as a Kansas City football fan, I really wish they were on opposite sides of the bracket and we didn't have to see them mm-hmm. play until state championship or even a semifinal, you know, one, one round later. But uh, both really good teams. And the winner probably gets the right to play Web City. It's like we're there in class four. I'm not really sure why they even slap a five on it because all it is is a lot of the class yeah. five, five teams are old class four teams that have moved up and are playing really well.
0: Well, let's talk about class four here. We have Grandview taking on Smithville. Smithville has yet to allow a point in the playoffs so far. I think they're outscoring teams 95
1: to zero. <laughs> and when's the last time Grandview got this far? 2004 was their last district championship. Wow. If they win, it'll be the first time since 84 that they're in a semifinal. I believe that well, wouldn't I, 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 Sean Long Simone year. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, as a, as having University of Kansas Health System as one of our sponsors, I'm contractually obligated to where Sean Long works to say, <laughs> yes, it's the S- Sean Long year. And uh, there's always jokes that it's Sean long, long Sean long time. Man. Yeah, it's for a for Sean Grant. Long time <laughs> ago, uh, you know, back when he had hair that um, <laughs> she no longer has. So, no, that's uh, that Grammy team was really good. They went to they went to the semifinals. And yes, that was his Simone year, the, the second year of the Simone Awards uh, when Sean Long won that. But no, Grandview's, you know, they're a pretty solid team. Uh, they beat Lincoln Prep last week, fourteen to three. You saw where their level of competition playing that suburban blue, where they played Smithville, they lost. But you know, they've got they got five wins going into that game, and they're now six and five. And you play, you know, pretty good competition. Lincoln Prep had a good season. They didn't have the season they had the year before, and maybe that team wasn't the same team it was. But it still says a lot that they went to back to back district title games.
0: Yeah. Down in Class 3 in Missouri, we've got uh, Summit Christian Academy making it all the way to the quarterfinals here. On Saturday, they'll take on Maryville, the, just the, the kings of, of Class 3 <laughs> for so long. I mean, Maryville dropped a couple of games this year, but they've looked apart so far in the playoffs, uh, just cruising to this point as well. What kind of chance do you give uh, the boys from Summit Christian?
1: Well, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they played a, a team like uh, Maryville in Oak Grove that likes to run the ball and play some option ball. And just hammered them. Um, Summit Christian could score, and for a, a school that's you know two students away from being class one, um, with the success multipliers, they've got a chance to be in the semifinals in class three. Uh, it's going to be a tough te- test for them. They're, they had a week off last week because they didn't play Odessa because Odessa had to forfeit Maryville, had a, a really nice win over a really good Richmond team, and that, that was a solid road win. They got to go on the road again this week as well. So um, I think Summit Christian definitely has a chance. Uh, Grayson Sprouse is their quarterback. I think he's been starting for six or seven years now. I think he started in seventh grade, but uh, he he's a, a guy who can run it and throw it. Does a great job with their offense, uh, and they're a well coached team. Summit Christian is, and so is Maryville. So that's a fun one. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that one turns out on Saturday.
0: Uh, down in Class Two, first of all, we have Butler, which I believe is on kind of the outskirts mm-hmm. of our viewing area, your coverage area, with uh, with Preps Casey, and then St. Pius. Are, are, are the Warriors? Are they the only undefeated team left in
1: all of Kansas City football? Probably pretty close. I'd have to, you know, so it's, it's one of those things that I haven't paid attention to records as much this year because everybody's record is different. Yeah, and yeah. so it's. Yeah. Which I think you're right. I think they are the only undefeated team. And Butler's 10-0 as well. And they are on the outskirts. They, they played in the Crossroads Conference with Van Horn and Summit Christian in some of those schools for a few years. And then they kind of moved down to a different conference, closer down to their area, which fits them a little bit better. Coming up here for games, you know, playing, that wasn't a, a great time for them. Um, but, no, they are they are coached, Butler is, by Greg Webb former Truman oh, and Eudora coach. Eudora so,
0: Truman uh, yeah. was out of Claflin forever in uh, in Kansas. Uh, won state championships out there, too.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're well-coached. You know that. I mean, you know how Coach Webb is. Those teams usually are, are hard-nosed and, and like to run the football, but they can throw it a little bit, too. Pius, I'll tell you, every time you look at a game and you go, okay, we're going to find out if they're for real, they don't just get the game. They they blow it up. They got to Maryville, and they handled Maryville. And that we're like, okay, that's a test. Last game of the regular season against Savannah, hammered Savannah. I think it was like forty-one to three or forty-one to six or something like that. Then they get a Lafayette County team that's ex- that's a young team, but a very experienced coaching staff. A team that even though they're young, those kids are, expect to be in district championship games and go deep. Beat them twenty-one yeah. nothing. and that's a that's a team that beat Summit Christian. Lafayette County did um, a few weeks back. So, you know, that's a that's a good win for them. And I, you know, the highlights that that I had from that game, uh, my guy SJ Munoz sent me. Uh, there was a lot of highlights of St. Pius guys in the backfield tackling yeah. Lafayette County on, on a lot of their misdirection wing T stuff. So they're very locked in and ready to go, and they're going to have to be with Butler. But I, you know, they've got a chance to go to the state championship game.
0: Yeah. All right. the, uh, their leading tackler, their linebacker, was our uh, athlete of the week this week, 41 Action News, uh, to pitch a shutout at that point in the season. And oh. that, that team that's still undefeated, uh, it was, it was well deserved. So, yeah. So, and, they, Simone's got it, got it rolling right away there.
1: Yeah, no, they they really do, and and they play Paul Myra uh, next. If they, uh, probably Paul Myra. Paul going to be Hallsville. I feel like Paul Myra going to get that win, and it's Paul Myra team that Summit Christian had on the ropes, and it was a one score game. So I think St. Pius is right in that mix uh, to get a chance to go to the first state championship game since I think two thousand three or four um, was the last time they did that. Oh, wow. uh, um the coach anthony simoni jr was i think he graduated in 2002 he told me yeah so that, that he was on one of those that when they won they went three out of four i think or something along that line I think it was it two was, out of three it, it
0: powerhouse think. uh back and, then when i first got to town i remember that
1: then the, him and uh, anthony simoni jr and his brother charlie yeah. were on two of those i mean charlie was oh, on two back, of to
0: back um um bell award winners i believe yes
1: yes they they definitely were so no, it's uh, it's good to see, and and they've got a good senior class, but they got a lot of young players on that team too, and, and their numbers are up. So Saint looks like, mm-hmm. um, I think you could, I I think you're, uh, one went away from officially saying they're back, because <laughs> I think you got to get to if you were a championship caliber team, you got to get back to a semi. Wow. I think in my mind. All right, uh, Class One here.
0: Um, what Mid Buck? We're still yes. we're still following, and Adrian. They don't play each other. No,
1: right, but those are the two teams kind of cl- close to KC yeah Midbuck and Midbuck plays penny who's in their conference and penny you know out of you know what do you call them hamilton or penny they they drive me crazy their official name is penny high school because uh, jc penny but then on the front of their jerseys it says hamilton oh really they're, i didn't know yeah, that they they have, i don't know if they've worn those this year but they have a, they used to have a jersey that said hamilton on it um so a lot of people call them hamilton penny uh and and you know Caleb Ober won to stay title with them a few years ago they're always good um they had been kind of you know not as good as they had been and then you look up they won their district and and yeah. so they're playing Mid Buchanan I think Mid Buchanan I think Mid Buchanan is the best team in class 1 um and you know they beat East Buchanan 35 nothing last week uh, and so it's really that's a good game there for them and then Adrian's got to go to Marceline and uh you know good friend of of you know one of the guys who worked for Preps KC Cole Young who's from Adrian and and was frustrated that the statewide voters you know, brought Adrian in at like 10 and then dumped them out for a few teams that are not long no longer playing. Um was looking forward to going up to that Marceline game uh to see how they do against Marceline because Marceline's a great you know it, it's funny you got Penny where JC Penny was from and then Marceline where Walt Disney's from. So yeah. Yeah. It, two it, two uh, you know historic towns uh going at it and or that you have a chance to go at it in class one. So uh I think there's a good chance you're gonna see an Adrian um Mid-Buchanan game, uh, is a tough game. That's gonna, I mean, Adrian's going to have to earn their way there, but those are the Class 1 teams left. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's skip on over to Kansas here,
0: Class 6A. It's semifinals for all the Kansas classes. Uh, in 6A, it's Olathe North and Blue Valley North. I tell you, I, I was going to pick Olathe North in this game. And I still might. What Blue Valley North did, especially defensively against kind of Northwest <laughs> last week, Dion, that jumps off the page.
1: Yeah, it does, and that's kind of where I'm. I haven't made my picks yet, and <laughs> that's kind of where I'm. Yeah. I'm going back and forth, and and the thing, if you're Olathe North, you've got to get ahead of them, and don't let them get ahead of you because they're not built to have to come back from two touchdowns. Um, they're built to get ahead of you like they did last week when they were up 21 nothing on Blue Valley and held on for a 28-21 win. Uh, so that's kind of no. That's kind of. Uh, where Olathe North is, man, Blue Valley North. I mean, both these teams, is the third straight semifinal for Olathe North, uh, and it's the third in four years for Blue Valley North, and they played two years ago in the semis in a shootout that was won by Blue Valley North when Graham Murch was there. And get used to this name. You're probably going to see it on the Simone Ballot, and you're going to be hearing a lot about it over the next year. Henry Martin, their quarterback, mm-hmm. is outstanding. And they've just got you know, just a junior um he is he's putting up numbers that are uh Mertz like in terms of per per game numbers just you know he's got like 25 touchdowns um already this season so he's really a, a guy who can really swing swing sling it around pretty well and uh they've got good athletic receivers um they've got a good tailback too so Blue Valley North you know if Andy Sims you know Andy Sims before he got Graham Mertz you know they were doing they were doing good things they turned that program around and, and were winning district titles and uh so now it's interesting to see now he's on his third quarterback uh and to see what what they're able to do and um if they happen to get in the the state championship game that says a lot about any sims and for that matter chris mccartney wanted to be in the semifinal yeah his staff not having arlen bruce mario sanchez and you know guys that aren't aren't there that they thought were going to be there you know key seniors you know not just like oh we lost our tackle like the guy arlen bruce i mean and they're right back at it, and they've got a good, they, you know, they've got a good shot at going to the state championship game again. So it says a lot about both those coaching staffs and those kids to, to really hunker down and, and battle through. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Blue Valley North, you know, they've been winning games all season long, and then you look up and they're like, oh, they only have one loss. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they're pretty. Blue Valley, right? Yeah, the Blue Valley. So, yeah. you know, pretty good, pretty good run for them. Uh, And I think think it's going to be a great game. I feel like it's going to be a shootout. I feel like Mm -hmm. that uh, now you're right, though. If Blue Valley North's defense shows up like they did against China Mission Northwest, it could be a long night for yeah. Latham, uh, absolutely. All right, down in 5A, everybody's been looking forward to this matchup
0: all uh, all year long. And apparently maybe that both teams were looking too much forward to it uh, last week because combined Aquinas and Mill Valley in their quarterfinal wins combined for 11 turnovers last week. Mill Valley getting here by the skin of their teeth at 16-13 to win over DeSoto. But we got the matchup that we, we always have in 5A. It's Aquinas and Mill Valley.
1: The right bidder. I will release the text transcript uh, between myself and one Mick Schaefer on Friday Boy. night. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the last one was just. Whew, out of here. Yes, that's what <laughs> it was. I think the first one was. Uh, what's what's going on over there? <laughs> you know, that's how it started. I <laughs> so, turnovers. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was uh, definitely a, a a scary ride. Now Aquinas kind of you know pulled away from Blue Valley Southwest, but they returned the ball over to uh, Tank Young showed up, had a big game, 200 yards, a couple, couple long touchdown runs. And, um, you know, that, he's going to need to do that a lot the next week uh, to get that then against Mill Valley. I, I think it. I don't expect anything but a close game that goes down to the final position. I don't know if it's going to be 17 to 10 or 17, 14 or 35, 34, but that's exactly what I think is going to happen. Yeah, it was 34-31
0: last year in overtime. Mill Valley squeaked one out at Aquinas. This one's going to be at Mill Valley. It's our game of the week on 41 Action News, by the way, on Friday night. And uh, lastly here, but not least, you got uh, parochial battle. St. James and Bishop Miege for the right to go to the state championship game in uh, Class 4A. Ho-ha Miage, we thought maybe Tonganoxie had a yeah. shot at him. They didn't last week. Miege does what it always does, dominates in 30-7 to win over Tongi. Well, look at St. James
1: there, down in the Final Four. It's been a while. Have they, have they ever they one? Never been there before, yeah. so it's the first time. But I'll tell you, St. James' offense right now is as good as anybody. Um, they're putting points on the board in bunches, and it doesn't seem to matter who they play. There's some games you can point to and look at look at how they competed um, that they put on their schedule that they did not win, Rockhurst and Blue Valley. And they went and, and competed with both those teams and, and went toe-to-toe with them. And I think that gave them the confidence that they needed to get going on this. And they aren't scared of me age. They beat me I think it was last year or the year before. I can't remember. Which last year, was. year they beat me last by year. Touchdown, yeah. Yeah. So they beat me age. Um, their quarterback Dakota Burrett. Um, uh, he talked to coach Ranky. He said, he, he said that kid is is so mad at himself that the way he played against me the first time around, he's just chomping at the bit to get back at you know, because he felt like he could have played better. Uh, and that, and he, he, he took the loss really personally. Um, so he's wanting to get out there and, and perform. So I think this is a, you know, I thought Tongi was getting gonna get him last week and I was wrong there. So I'm not I am not gonna claim to know that the, the Miage streak is over and I know something that somebody else doesn't know. But I think if uh this could be a shootout and I think that this is gonna be and it was the first time around. Uh they you know, St. James was down by a score with four minutes to go and had the ball mm-hmm. or three minutes to go had the ball and then they just couldn't get that final drive going. Um and then Miage got it back and punched one in at the end to make it like a, I think a 10 point. Uh, margin, but no, it's. Uh, I think this is going to be a good game, and I'll be honest with you. And no disrespect to anybody on the other side of the bracket, but I think this is probably your your state championship game in 4A. I, I think that the the level of play on this side is just higher. It's it's higher most years, but I think this year it's even higher. I just think it's uh, that whoever wins this is pretty much. Um, yeah, you have
0: got McPherson who's who's always had a solid yeah, squad, they're solid and
1: Arc City's kind of
0: snuck through the bottom part of that uh, bracket and good for the Bulldogs there but yeah, not one of your perennial powers to where you would you would put a whole lot of stock in them in a state championship oh, yeah. game. Yeah, don't
1: don't say Arc City and bad things too loud. Kyle Haas might come around. There right, and- yeah. Well, <laughs> as long as I don't say Arkansas City. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, as we as we out everyone's high uh, school home in one podcast here. Yeah. Uh no, uh, yeah, no, I think uh, you know McPherson's a pretty solid team but they just don't play the level yeah. of play. I mean, I know that when Miege went and played Wamigo, and then they, you see what they did to like Fort Scott and mm-hmm. teams like that. It's just, they're, they're just, I think their size and speed situations at, at both St. James and Miage. Yeah. And St. James, uh, I say La James White, but every time somebody talks about him, they call him Jimmy. So maybe I need to change up okay. what I say. I keep hearing Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. I call stuff. him St. James White. <laughs> might as well. <laughs> um, and he is just outstanding for them. Um, and he's going to, it's going to be, His impact will be on the offensive side for sure, running the ball, catching the ball. He's almost got 500 yards receiving out of the backfield. But he plays defensive back, and they're going to probably put him on a Mac Mullers or or one of their top receivers to mark. So his impact may be as much defensively as it is offensively.
0: Yeah. All right, final four in Kansas and the big class in Missouri, the final eight and the rest of the classes in in Missouri. Not out of the woods yet. We see all the news reports of COVID (laughs) and spiking and all these schools now going remote. But hopefully we can get all these games. There's just a handful. I was doing the math in my head. Dion, I think there's been on, I mean, it's over a thousand games that have been played in just our area roughly. Yeah. Um, um, and so just a handful more just to get them done uh, would be, uh, would be fantastic.
1: I think so. And, and, you know, hopefully everything will work out and you can see some movement of some games of the, the 4A game got moved from Topeka to Hutchinson. So they're going to play on a Friday um, after Thanksgiving, that Friday night, or that Friday afternoon uh, in Hutch. And then the, Three A is already three A was already there, so they kept their spot. They made four A yeah. play on Friday, but six um, A, of course, is at at uh, oh, C back or C back and it C back. It's a C back and and then Pitt State still still got five uh, A, so yeah. um, that's looking like it's gonna it's gonna stay there. So uh, in Missouri, they're all in Jeff City as of right now. So we'll see. I, I was uh, emailing with uh, Jason West from Misha, just kind of getting the lay of the land on what reporters are going to be allowed to do. Just you know, because, you know, we we want to make sure we get our access so we can get the coverage for people. Um, but we also may be sending people who can do a little bit of everything, right? Take a photo and take some video yeah. <laughs> because it's, uh, you know, we try and keep those numbers down in terms of just people out there um, going out to cover those games.
0: And cross your fingers. Everybody stay safe and healthy out there. Get these games in um, and get the uh, the season done. All right, Deon, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. It's always fun. Thanks to you as well. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.